Welcome to the Mislabeled Podcast, a podcast made by women, for women, and about women. Three ladies from different walks of life tackle the topics that nobody is talking about. So buckle up, babes, because here, nothing is off the table, unless you are on the table. Welcome to episode three of the Mislabeled Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am a co-host, Jessica Villegas with Highlight Coaching and Consulting, and I'm here with... I am Ashley Roger, and I am co-owner with my husband of Level Up Strength and Nutrition. Not fitness. Not fitness. We do fitness, but it's not part of our name. And this is... Shweta Patel, women's health physician and the founder of Gaia Wellness and the chocolate muncher (laughs) during the podcast. If you're wondering what those sound effects are. PM me. (laughs) So today, what are we talking about? We're talking, I think we discussed talking about AI and the impact it can have on us and maybe some thoughts, opinions, theories we have around it. Yeah. We'll start with, do we like it? Do we not like it? Selfishly, I like some of the shortcuts it creates, but I just saw something on Twitter the other day where someone was saying, if you're not using AI as part of your education, you're doing it wrong. And I'm like, hold, stop. AI, chat GPT, that is not education. That is like collecting information from a variety of sources, some which could be highly incorrect. And like, where's the critical thinking in that? Where's the like experimentation? If you're just having things served to you through AI platforms, are you really learning or are you just memorizing? And isn't that like a concern that we have about our current education environment? That it's memorization it's not and promoting critical thinking. Test, yeah. test, test, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I my thought. I had a scary experience with ChatGPT actually last week. I was messing around with it and I asked it to write a mini bio for me for my website. And I gave it the information of Ashley Rogers, Level Up Strength and Nutrition, Women's Coaching Specialist. Those were the only prompts that I gave it. And it uh, pulled from the internet all of my certifications. So it was like, Ashley is NASM certified. She has a precision nutrition certification. And I was just like, okay, this is scary. So it knows all the things about me. It basically sounds like that annoying friend who will bullshit their way into being likable versus that creepy friend that just looks everything up about you and then knows shit. So really not that much different than people in our lives, I think. I think it's a useful tool, but I don't think you should rely on it completely. And I don't think it will replace what most of us can provide as humans. Or will it attempt to? Well, this is why my husband, my husband always says when you use ChatGPT, say please and thank you. So that when the artificial intelligence eventually takes over the world, they will be like, oh, well, she was polite. So, <laughs> oh, are we talking about Black Mirror now where we're getting the ratings as we walk past people in? Well, no, no, no. Like when the robots things? take over no, the world. Like, we're talking well, about like, I am legend. This is yeah, like I am legend. Or I am legend. Okay. <clears throat> Which is why I think there's so much um, resistance. There's a, it's like a dichotomy between people who are absolutely just hesitant about it. And then people who are absolutely extremely excited and on board and ready to do as much as they can with AI. I have to admit that I only probably really became aware. I knew about artificial intelligence a while back, but I the whole chat gibbet thing 
So the whole, the, the specific program of chat GPT, I just learned about maybe two months ago. And as embarrassing as that was, it was also extremely effective in what I was working on. Going back to what I, what I think the function will be. I think if we were to stop and take a step back and look at this from the functionality of it's a technology and a technology is always going to be run by an alternative source. The problem is we're realizing more and more how distanced we are from being that source. A car still requires the individual to operate it, unless you're a Tesla, in which case, even then, you still are required to pay attention to, you know, correct its course if it starts to go haywire. The separation or degree of separation between that technology and you is still very small. The problem or the concern, I think, with AI is there is going to be a level of separation between the technology there and the actual user, where the user will feel like they don't even need to be there. That's what's scary. As that line starts to fade between clear AI and human component, right? At what point will AI take over and disguise itself as being a human? Like I just asked ChatGPT what its zodiac sign was, and it could very clearly tell me that I'm not human and I don't have a birth date. And you only have a a zodiac sign if it's associated with how the planets and the stars were aligned when you were born, blah, blah, blah. That's how you have a zodiac sign. So like... As we are training ChatGPT to respond to nuance in human communication, at what point are we going to be able to tell if we are talking to a human or if we're talking to AI? I think it's already happening. Frankly, I think what we're teaching it is no different than what we are also dealing with in other people. The inability to tell if something is authentic Mm. or generating a true response it's something we struggle, the ability to discern that in someone. I mean, you can take it to the extreme where somebody does not understand social cues. And so they're not able to discern human responses and understand what they mean. I think that ultimately we being the teacher to this technology, there will always be the ability to have the override. But the people who have the ability to override are not going to be in large numbers. Mm. that's going to be the issue is that some people, a small number of people will have that supremacy of being able to override AI. And that's where the concern is. The ability of AI to take over people's jobs. Well, if, if we find something that's going to be able to take over a manual labor job, or if for instance, maids may not need to be there anymore because there'll be robots that can do detailed house chores, not just like your Roomba, but Oh wait, that's right. Disney movie about that. It didn't go well. And that's the thing. We have been already accepting AI for so long. It's just suddenly we're calling it a term and it's becoming like this new phenomenon. Whereas reality is we've been we've been using AI for so long. Siri is AI. The ability to learn and process is maybe definitely not as established with Siri. Sorry. Alexa would probably be on a higher level than Siri. And then, you know, there's OK Google. There's our devices that we use that are programmed to function a certain way when certain things happen, the if this, then that phenomena, right? There are robots right now that can operate miles and miles away on a human being while the surgeon is sitting I was operated on by a robot. Right. And that's the point. I was asleep, though, so I can't really tell you how. Yeah, I feel like you probably had a good experience considering you're talking right now. Yeah, Yeah, the robot did not kill me. Yeah. I'm typically not a fence sitter. I typically have 
like pretty strong opinions about things one way or the other. But I feel like with this topic, I'm kind of sitting on the fence Mm -hmm. of like, okay, in the realm of nutrition, there's a lot of people who are worried that AI is going to take their job. Right. So my opinion is if somebody can save money and all they need is AI to spit out a meal plan for them, good for them. Like that saves them money and they're getting results that they want. If somebody needs a human to empathize with them and help them with behavior change and habit stacking, they're going to want to pay the coach. I at this moment don't believe that AI can replace what I do. But I do think it is a good alternative for people who may not need all the hand holding of full on coaching. Yeah. Jessica has been talking to ChatGPT. She's been <laughs> she's, so, she's researching. Like we have lost her to ChatGPT. I'm the nerd of the group in case you guys haven't figured that out by now. But well, yeah. going back to what you were saying earlier about people who are afraid that they're going to lose their job to AI. We have already lost jobs to technology. It's That's not true. a new concept. So all we're doing is the technology is improving to the point where it actually can replace the human interaction more effectively, but it's not necessarily going to do something that hasn't been done before. And then secondly, I think as we create new technologies, we're also going to create new needs. There is going to always be the you know development or the birth of a new job that's created because yeah, total new industries with AI. right yeah there are going to be people who need to manage the operations of an ai there are going to be people who need to manage the outcomes when ai goes wrong there's there's always still the so i don't think that it's actually as dismal or as this or that as it sounds i think that people are really fans of will smith and he did a fantastic job in that movie and so we really do think that that's probably what's going to happen but it's um, I don't know. I read a lot of comics and it is the basis of a lot of comics. So. If anything, I think that we're probably more prone to a global catastrophic meltdown of a financial source rather than of a artificial intelligence source. No, that scares me because I can't train for that. Yes, you can. It's called a zombie apocalypse. What are you talking about? Oh, that is what I train for every day. Okay. I just <laughs> chat GPT'd as AI grows, will in-person experiences become more valuable? And even ChatGPT told me it's difficult to predict the future, but it is absolutely possible that as technology continues to evolve, there could be a growing demand for in-person experiences. And not only does ChatGPT tell me this, I read an article because, again, back to my always absorbing information, I read an article about a month ago that was predicting that services like what myself, Dr. Patel, and Ashley do in person will actually come at a higher price than it, it will become like a luxury item yes. to have something in person versus virtual or through AI. Well, go back to the old school encyclopedia stacks. Right. You could only buy. Can you even get those anymore? Precisely. Remember, <laughs> we used to think it was so amazing that we can buy them off of a mail order or a TV order. No, there was people who came to your house and tried Precisely. to sell you Encyclopedia Britannica. Exactly. What happened as a result of that? Those people lost their jobs, but the technology improved where massive TV allowed for more people to have access to that information. So, yes, something went extinct because of that new technology development, but several other things were born as a result of it. And the same goes for AI. I feel like right now we don't even question the fact that we're able to, without having to think about something, look up the answer. But we are 
hesitant about the extent of which AI shows the possibility of that happening. I think what I'm trying to point out is we're already sitting in that pile of shit, guys. Wait, are we well. back in 1999 when we were doing dial-up and we, everybody yeah. was afraid of the internet? Yes. Yes. Right? And at the same time, super excited because they were like, oh, my God, I can, like, go in a chat room. I know, right? And, and people were like, wow, this is going to ruin in-person interaction. This is going to ruin the telephone and call waiting. Yeah, and this is going to ruin how people connect to each other. And they were right. Kids don't look up from their phones now. But we survived. And now when something goes wrong, we're able to connect to each other so much more quickly to help each other to make it better. Like when there is a natural catastrophe and you can use Facebook to let people know that I'm okay. Mm. Like it's like really hard to get lost now. Yeah. Before the internet and the phone lines were down, if there was a hurricane, you were just sitting, waiting Panicking. You couldn't even call the people to tell them correct. that your phone line wasn't working. Correct. Right. Yeah. You just sat and you waited with yeah. no power, no TV, no phone line. Same with sending like there your teams no internet. There was no. You just. I guess. I guess they'll just be home when yeah. I tell them to be home. Yeah. And it yeah. hasn't been twenty four hours. You can't file a missing person report. <sighs> so I think that AI already exists. We're already in it. We've just been. We're like that frog in the boiling water. You never realize when it happens. Suddenly you're just like, "Ooh, this is a little uncomfortable." And that's where we're at. We're realizing now suddenly, oh, AI, oh my God, how did this happen? And it's been around for a while. Look at the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Came out in like 2015, like almost 10 years ago. This is a movie where he, after a pretty severe breakup, starts interacting with his operating system, which is really funny for a gynecologist because it's OS, (laughs) which is like a cervical Mm -hmm. OS. So he is interacting with his... AI Oz, who happens to be a female and happens to be Scarlett Johansson. I mean, that doesn't suck. And basically, he develops a relationship with her that's so involved that he starts to use this relationship as a way of rebounding off of the heartbreak that he's been experiencing from his actual in-person live relationship to the point where then he becomes so attached to her that, or as the movie is named, the operating system, that one day when the operating system actually goes offline, because again, the future apocalyptic world where AI takes over, this operating system goes and hangs out with other operating systems. They become friends. They realize there's so much to do. And so they took a day off and he's devastated that he couldn't get a hold of her and couldn't distinguish between a real life relationship and one that was artificially generated. And that was 10 years ago. Yeah. So yeah, my take on it is, there are going to be people who use it for good, and there are going to be people who use it for mediocre, and then, of course, always people who use it for... But that's the story of everything exactly. history. But think about also, like, how about this? How we have this huge void of good teachers in the classroom. Do those then become AI-generated right. figures well, in the classroom? Is, this is the warning to the government, pay your teachers better. Or what about the areas where they don't have teachers, they can't pay anybody to go? So those are educational deserts that now because of AI, they can actually provide access to education that is less like just surfing the Internet and more like having a live person where the person who is interacting with them, the student, will benefit to a level where it was almost like if they had a real teacher. 
But then it's like, who's controlling the information? Yeah. I know a lot of people who are very outspoken about it, who hate it. And will they say they'll never use it. And then on the opposite side, you have people who like only want to use AI. I think it's important to know how to use it and when to use it. I don't think you have to be one extreme or the other. Well, currently there is no governance around that, right? Just like there isn't with social media. So you've got kids who shouldn't be doing certain things and they're doing those things Mm -hmm. and it's severely impacting their mental health. And how do we even control that? Right. Who uses it for the right reasons? Just like with anything else, we who's going to govern that? And then how do you do it? Just like you do with alcohol, tobacco, firearms, all of that. Same thing with bioterrorism, but at the same time, really good that we have vaccines. But yeah, somebody can take those vaccines and one amino acid to the left, and you can create something that is lethal to the entire world. My faith is that our technology, as it grows to be more effective, it will also grow to be more dangerous, but we will also grow to make it more secure. I'm so proud of myself right now. We are just rabbit holing. Okay, so back to the AI, you know good, bad, indifferent. I definitely think that it is going to level up, no pun intended, a lot of things. It's not going to level up or level down the amount that my dog barks, (laughs) unfortunately. But regardless of where you stand, it's It's here. It's a world that we are moving into and we're not just dabbling anymore. But I think, you know, we all shared some really good perspectives on how we feel about this direction that we're headed. And for everything else, there is American Express. <laughs> but we want to know, Backed dear listeners, by American dollars. Yeah. What you printed. guys think about the AI experience. Yeah. We really want to actually, we actually want to know. Yes. And definitely. if you're using it in your businesses, we want to know, how are you doing that? Like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Or subscribe, 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 and then like and comment. You have to sign up three times. Mislabeled out. (laughs) We out. Thanks for tuning in to the Mislabeled Podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button after you finish leaving us a review. Till next time.